You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. What's up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. I am your host, Rafael Barlow, founder of the NBA Draft Junkies website and the NBA Draft Junkies YouTube channel. Now, know in my last episode, I mentioned that I was going to talk about the wing prospects and shooting guards in the 2021 NBA Draft but I've had a change of heart. I've had a change of mind. With the G League season coming to an end in the playoffs, getting ready to start, I decided that I wanted to cover the G League bubble and I wanted to discuss the 2021 NBA prospects. And there's not a better person to give me insight and his opinion on how everything has worked other than Tyrone Ellis. Ty is coached in the G League. He's actually in the some are calling it the gubble or the bubble, but he's been there for how long has it been now? Working on six weeks. Six weeks away from his family and friends and I'm sure watching basketball all day long, not not much else to do. But before I get into this podcast, I wanted to have you introduce yourself and everything you've done and why actually you are in the bubble. All right. My name is Ty Ellis. The last two seasons, I was the head coach of the Stockton Kings. Um, before that, I was in the NBA with the Phoenix Suns, uh, assistant coach of Jay Toronto. Before that, I was uh, head coach of the Northern Arizona Suns. And um, I've been a part of the USA basketball in 2017 uh, with Jeff Van Gundy. I was his assistant. We won the FIBA America's Tournament, the gold medal. Uh, I'm very proud of that. And then before that, I was assistant coaching in the G League for four seasons. Uh, fortunate enough to play in Europe for 10 years. I did one year uh, in the States in the inaugural season of the G League in 2001. Uh, let's see what else. I went to Southern Nazarene uh, in Oklahoma City. I uh, went there for five years. I'm from Dallas. Went to Dallas Carter. Oh, I also played for the Georgia national team for four summers with uh, Zaza Pachulia. And uh, that was another very uh, important part of my career that I'm extremely proud of. I'm so, currently, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't know you still had more in this extensive resume. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm currently in the bubble, uh, the G League, because the Stockton Kings, they opted out. The G League asked me to come in and manage the player pool. So guys who weren't drafted, uh, I, I'm, I'm keeping those guys ready, um, in shape, ready uh, to go. We started off with 15. Now we have two. And uh, I've also been doing mindset coaching uh, on, on site as well. So what exactly is mindset coaching? Well, we, I uh, talk about fixed mindset and growth mindset. I explain the differences and we talk about those. I talk about leadership uh, in one session. Uh, one, the, the second session, I talked about FLOW. It's an acronym where I talk about focus, learn, ownership, and work on you. 
And then my last session, I talked about uh, creating value and uh, failures, how to uh, how to fail. You know, there's a question I ask, uh, do you guys know how to fail? And right. do you and does failure even exist? So we had some really good conversations um, about that. I talk about creating value. A lot of players, they um, they think because I'm a shooter, I'm a really good shooter. I deserve to be on an NBA bench. Well, every team has shooters. But what other value do you bring to a team? And so we talk about that and we break it down and we come to the conclusion that money and opportunity is attracted to value. And if you create value, the world, the world will pay you to be yourself. And so um, I got that quote from Dr. Miles Monroe, who's been phenomenal uh, for me. I was going to ask, what exactly are you doing in the bubble? You, you answered that question. And now, in my opinion, for this G League Ignite team, which for the listeners, if you don't know, the G League Ignite team has four guys that came out of high school that are projected first round picks, at least in my opinion. Two of them are projected top five. There's a couple others that I think could end up in the first round. And this was like probably, in my opinion, the most eyes on the G League and the history of the league with just the attention that the young guys were bringing. And in my opinion, now, before I ever get into my opinion, I had some doubts about how this was going to work. And it has worked to, I'm sure everyone is pleased with how everything has worked out, especially with the G G League Ignite team. They're in the playoffs. In my opinion, there were some concerns that they were going to fail because it's a bunch of, not a bunch, but it's teenagers playing against hungry grown men that are basically fighting for a check, but adding the veterans has made the team competitive and the young guys have held their own. So I wanted to get your opinion on the success of the G League bubble and the Ignite team. Man, I think uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, our president, has has led a group of energetic, uh, positive uh, phenomenal people to put on a, a, the perfect bubble. Literally, so many things that uh, could have could have gone wrong have not. Uh, so it's 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 really good, man. Disney did a great job of giving us so much space and room and rooms and the food. And so it's it's been pretty easy outside of our families not being uh, accessible to us. And um, so yeah, that was that's that's pretty much it, man. They did a great job. Now, going into the bubble, when um, they first contacted you about being there, what were your thoughts and concerns? I was excited. You know, uh, uh, I really don't have many concerns uh, because I knew we would be safe. Uh, uh, The only concern was not seeing my family for six weeks. But coaching in the G League the past uh, seven years, having seven seasons in the G League, I've learned to adapt. You know, I don't do much complaining. You know, I'm a coach of solutions. So if, if there's something wrong, I'm going to find a solution. And so I really didn't have any concerns whatsoever. As far as like the, the play of the Ignite team with so much writing on the future of the program, were there any concerns going into, into the bubble? Initially, there, there was some concerns because I, I was asked to coach a couple of teams, one team in November and one team in December, uh, against Team Ignite, and uh, they made a bunch of rookie mistakes. 
you know, and uh, um, I wasn't sure. I knew I knew they were super talented, but I wasn't sure if they had enough time to learn the pro game. But uh, I was extremely wrong. I think Brian Shaw and his staff and uh, Rod Strickland and, and his guidance, man, they did a phenomenal job, man. These dudes are really good. And they have picked up the, the pace um, of the game very, very well. All right. Now, when we return, I want to get your thoughts on Jonathan Kuminga, Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd and Daisha Nix. All are projected to be first round picks in the 2021 NBA draft. And I just wanted to pick your brains on your first impressions of their game. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Promo code locked on. We're covering everything you need to know about the NBA draft. But what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're back, and in your opinion, I'm kind of putting you on the hot seat. I know you're a coach, but part of coaching is scouting. If you had to choose who was the top NBA prospect on the Ignite team, who would be your choice? Wow, what a tough question because all of them are really, really good. Um, I think Jalen and Jonathan are extremely, extremely talented. Uh, if I had to choose one, oh, man. Uh, because before you get into it, I thought Kuminga got off to the hot start. and. Right. The shooting is still somewhat of a concern, in my opinion. But then Jalen Green, I mean, he he lived up to the hype. Coming into it, he was probably the most notable of the of the the young guys on the Ignite team. He lived up to the hype. I mean, I think there may have been some nerves in the first game. But towards the end, I thought he came on strong. I thought Isaiah Todd came on strong. I like Isaiah Todd. I, I get why he was the number one player in his class early in his high school career. And then, I, I mean, I like Knicks. Now, I have some questions about him, especially like from a comparison standpoint, because he has such a unique body type and, and, and game. But now the hot seat's back on you. Who's your number one? So I think it depends on what my team needs, because really my number one could be Jonathan. If I need uh, three and D bigger forward guard uh, position or my one could be Jalen Green if if I need a athletic slasher two guard they're both athletic they're both have a have a strong mental uh presence 
about them. They don't get rattled. They don't get rattled by guys talking trash or the referees making bad calls, which I believe is a huge uh, skill. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to, to decide between those two guys. All right, so let's go with Kuminka. What are okay. your thoughts on him as a player, and what do you see from a coach's eye? So your perspective is going to be a lot different than the average fan. It's going to be a lot different than maybe even a scout. But what do you see from a coach's perspective about Kuminga? Yeah, I see total versatility. Mm-hmm. He can play and defend. He can defend one through four. He can play two, three, four. Super athletic, very long, and extremely skilled. Uh, I've had the pleasure of watching him play early um, and coaching against him like six months ago, and I've seen just steady, consistent growth. And so uh, uh, I see grit. You know, that's something that you can't quantify. And when I say grit, I mean, like, he's tough. He's mentally tough. He's physically tough. He isn't afraid to post up uh, 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 the same size or or or. You can't force him left or force him right and think it'll be easy. You know, he he's getting attacked every single night, right? And so I see that personal grit that uh, uh, I really admire. Now, what's the biggest change from now and the player you saw six months ago? I think he's comfortable. I think he's comfortable around Coach Shaw and his staff. I think he has settled down in the uh, with the mindset that, that, that he's a pro now. And he has to start acting, moving, talking, you know, everything as a professional, which is very hard for an 18, 19-year-old kid. Right. But um, I think he's mature well beyond his age. And, uh, um, yeah, man, he has a bright future. Now I wanted to talk about Jalen Green. What are your thoughts on on Green as a prospect? You mentioned that you like him. And just like you mentioned before, what has been the biggest growth you've seen out of him since you first saw him and to the player he is today? You know, he was really good. I saw him when I saw him six months, six months ago, and he's even better now. And so his growth is just, he's a sharper, you know, his, his, his footwork, his separation is really, really good. And he's playing better defense. I think he's understanding that everybody is quick at, at this level, the angles really matter at this level. And so he's starting to understand that because of my length and my athleticism, I don't have to press up as much or I can't get away with certain things. I can just angle him to a certain area, which puts me in a position to contest or block the shot. And so he has grown in that aspect and offensively because he isn't as he wasn't as strong uh, six months ago. He's a lot stronger now. Guys aren't bullying him off of the position or, or, or rerouting him off of pin-down screens. He's understanding how to use the, the screen and come out shoulder to shoulder to get him those open shots or driving angles. And this is why I, I wanted to have you on because I love hearing it from a coach's perspective. And then also you've been there from, like I said, six months ago till today. The concerns I had about Green and – don't get me wrong. I thought he was super talented. I had a chance to watch him live in high school. I saw him play in Greece. And the concerns I had about him were, how would he play if he wasn't going to be a high usage guy? So in high school, everything revolved around him. You can say the same for AU. I thought on Team USA, it wasn't really a fair 
it, it wasn't really a fair way for me to judge him in a sense because he was coming off the bench behind Tyrese Halliburton and Cade Cunningham. So he was playing with the second unit, which kind of still ran things around him, but the competition was so inferior that he was able to dominate. And in my opinion, in that tournament, the USA second unit was the best, the second best team in that tournament. So I really wanted to see him play with guys that were better than him. I wanted to see how he adjusted. And the biggest difference I've seen out of him is his passing. Now, I did not know that he had the court vision and passing instincts that he displayed early in the bubble. And I think it's gotten better from game one to, to yesterday's game. So that has been like the biggest improvement in, in my opinion. No, I think that's very, very accurate. I mean, he's, he's a scorer, no doubt about it. Right. Like let's, let's put that out there. He's a, he's a really good scorer, but now to be a great scorer, he has to put points on the board. And when I say that, I mean not only with the ball in the basket, I can score by making the, the right play, making the right decision, that possession, right? Because the ball is in his hands so much. Even if he doesn't get the, the assist, he was part of the points, right? To be a great scorer, now you have to defend the uh, guy that you're guarding, which is the, the two position is more than likely the most athletic position on the court. So if a guy is averaging 20, and that guy gets only 12 that game, now Jalen is plus eight, right? And so that's where I see his maturation. He's making the right uh, uh, decisions on the offensive end, and he's taking pride on the defensive end. All right, again, you are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. I'm the host, Rafael Barlow, with my guest, mm-hmm. Coach Tyrone Ellis, veteran G League coach who's actually in the bubble. Stay tuned in the next segment. We'll cover the last two prospects. We have been telling you about Built Bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on every bar. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is between mint brownie and coconut I'm having a hard time deciding on which do I think is the best, but I think right now I'll probably go with the mint brownie. Now, I like both, but I think I'm going to go with the mint brownie for the edge. It's just the way that the mint tastes. I'm going with the mint. Coconut is good too, but I'm giving mint the slight edge. But you can go to builtbar.com or built underscore bar on Twitter. Remember, use the promo locked on 20 to get your 20% off the next order. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft. The next two prospects didn't come into the bubble with as much fanfare and hype, but I believe both have definitely left a good impression. And the first prospect I wanted to talk about is Isaiah Todd. And I mentioned earlier, 
in his high school career, I want to say maybe after his freshman year or sophomore year, he was the number one player in his class. For whatever reason, scouts kind of soured on him. I think maybe he peaked early and maybe he was just a little bored. Maybe he wasn't challenged as much. So you, but then you also have seen guys like Kuminga who, who are reclassified and then Jalen Green and then Cade Cunningham. I mean, both guys, all three guys, Evan Mobley, all of the guys are going to be top five picks. But give me your, your thoughts on Isaiah Todd. And actually, before you get into that, did you know anything about him prior to the bubble? No, I did not know. The only name I knew was Jalen Green. Uh, I didn't know any of them because I've been in pro ball focusing on my team so much, you know. But once I really did some research and and I coached against uh, Todd, uh, I was impressed with his length and his athleticism. Right. Uh, he, he didn't play great uh, six months ago, but to his credit, he has worked his tail off. He's a totally different uh, player um, on the court and person off the court than, than what I saw six months ago. I, I believe he has fully uh, committed to this process. And uh, I think it was difficult for him at the beginning because Jalen and Jonathan, they demand so much the ball so much. Right. And he's trying to find his way um, on the court. But as you just said, I think he has d- done himself uh, uh, great justice in this bubble. He can really shoot it. Right. And, man, he has a really pure stroke, really pure stroke. And he's still learning the game, and he's athletic. And the one thing that I saw that I absolutely love is Coach Shaw uh, has a part of part of the uh, game. He switches one through five, and when he switches on the guard, he is low and he's long, and man, he can defend. And having that attribute at his size is going to pay huge dividends for him at the at the next level. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been impressed. I think that he's definitely left a good impression on NBA scouts. I think that he can possibly even sneak into maybe the late lottery. I mean, he's 6'10". He can defend, like you said. I mean, I don't know about one through five in the NBA, at not early in his career, but he definitely has the upside to be able to become a switchy defender. And with his size and, and the way shooting is valued in today's NBA, his game fits basically the modern NBA. And I think that he is a guy that is going to have a, a long NBA career and definitely could be just this versatile shooter defender that every team covets, especially the way the game is being played today. You know, the, the, the foundation of his defense is solid. Mm-hmm. He, he lacks cracks, right? The only thing he needs is experience and that will come in time, but it's so difficult for a guy, his size, to, to squat. Right. As simple as that is, guys his size, they rather bend at their uh, waist and not at their knees. And so when, when, when I saw that consistently, I'm like, oh man, this dude can be special defensively because it, at, the, at the next level, you're going to get beat. Every, there, there's not one person on any team that can stop anybody on the, on the uh, court. Now, now you have your guys who are good defenders who can get beat with purpose, right? Who can get beat with uh, like a rainbow type of route or, or, you know, or a banana type of route as opposed to a direct line drive. 
And if you can do that, that makes you a pretty good defender because you're forcing that guy to the help. And he has that. You know, he has that, man. This dude gets down in the in the stance with it, with his arms out. He covers almost 10 feet, right? And so those are the things that uh, I see that I'm really impressed at, man, because he's long. He's very long. Yeah, again, this is why I wanted to have you on because you're seeing the games up close. I mean, you're, you're there and your perspective is – is a lot different, but again, you're coming from a coach's mindset. I've spent a lot of time with you. I know how important defense is to you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know how you study angles and body mechanics right. and just the very little details. And I mean, this is why, and I mean, I've said it offline. That's why I'm saying it here on, on this podcast. I mean, you're going to be an NBA coach soon because of your work ethic, professionalism, and just, all the little details that you put into the game. So thank you. Yeah, man, it's, it, it's coming soon. Now the next player that I wanted to discuss is such a unique talent in this Dacia Knicks. Now I got a trivia question for you. Well, that's not even the trivia question. Is there any player that you can compare him to? Of course. Of course. Okay. I, I'm, I, like... I'm curious to hear this because I haven't <laughs> heard a, right. a comparison yet. Because of his size and, and the way right. he plays. I think he's a, like, if I had to give him a name, I would give him Gumbo, right? <laughs> okay. Because he got a little bit of everybody, right? He has the, the size uh, of, of, of uh, Andre Miller, right? Of okay. uh, 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 the, the thickness of, like, a Kyle Lowry, right? He, he, he's not ripped like Russ, but that, that doesn't mean he's not strong like Russ. Yep. Right, like the, the dude is strong. Like these guys are trying to pressure him, and that's the worst thing to do because he's going to make a move, put you on his hip, and now he's going to carry you to the basket. Like he finishes exceptionally well in, in the paint. So, and he's making the, the right passes, and he's he has poise and patience like uh, Andre Miller. You know, his shot isn't great, but the the mechanics are 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 there, right? And so that 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 will come in time. He he's fearless, man. Doesn't say much. Like he leads his team off the court. Everybody loves him. And so uh I'm a very big fan of uh, Gumbo. Well, you know, Andre Miller is one of my favorite players. I'm a Blazers fan <laughs> and uh I'm a Cameron fan and and Cameron uh, had a line in a song where he was talking about he's flashy and he compared whoever he was dissing in a rap song said, "You're Andre Miller. You got a basic game." <laughs> Ever since then, caught Andre right. Miller basic game. Right. I love how the man didn't jump. He could post. He could pass. One of my favorite players. And I never thought about that with Knicks, but it makes sense. I mean, I think he's a little bigger than Miller. Yeah. But he has the same. I mean, people forget Andre Miller in Cleveland. I, I want to say he led the NBA in assists. Yeah. In assist that he year. was a beast, man. Yeah. He was man. a beast. I'll tell man. you this, too, man. Deshaun can uh, D up. Yep. Like he he really can play defense, man. Like, and he's big. Just imagine a big trying to set a screen on him with that size. Like, bigs really don't want to set screen. Why? Because all of their stomach, their their soft areas are exposed. So if he busts through a screen, like <laughs> bigs don't want that. Right. You know, and and man, and he he's athletic and he has a nice right hand, nice left hand. He's a very, very good finisher in the paint. 
very, very good. Now, what do you think about about the shooting? I know the numbers like if you just look at the raw numbers on paper, it doesn't show the impact that he's had. But what do you think about his upside as a shooter? Man, he has great mechanics. That's it. That that NBA three is very difficult, especially your first couple of years. Right. Like it's a it's it's mentally uh, difficult and more so because all of your mechanics have to be tight every single time. You know, Steph makes it look very easy. And that's unfortunate, man. Steph got <laughs> sprinkled with some 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 dust or something from from the basketball guys. Right. But that three is extremely difficult, right? It's kind of like uh, hitting hitting a, a golf ball. It's the same stroke, the same ball, but I can I can lack focus in one area w- w- with keeping my head down, right? And now the ball go left and right. But the second time, my head is down, but now my arms are too wide. There are so many different mechanics that will expose you when shooting that three, and that will come in time. That will come, man, because... He has everything else, man. Like he is really good, and he's not a poor. He's he's not a poor three point shooter. He just hasn't been consistent, right? And th- and that will definitely come. Man, I I can't thank you enough. I appreciate you for all your insight, and and just for coming on and being a guest. You're my first guest since I joined the Locked On Network, and um, I, I definitely am just grateful for you to come on, taking your time. I know. I mean, there's basketball to watch. It's All Star Weekend, and but yeah, thank you for sharing your your insight on on the G League bubble. But I want to say this re- re- regarding you, Ralph. I've followed you. We, we've been friends for a long time, ten plus years, right. and I've seen your growth and ascension, bro. And I'm excited to see where God is going to take you. I have, I, I think, very, very high of you. Uh, uh, you, you, a man of high character and strong work ethic, bro. And this is only the beginning. So it was my pleasure. And uh, uh, for in joining this um, interview, and and thank you very much. Uh, no problem. Hope to have you on soon, and and maybe we can just continue this. Have you on as a, you know, a, a guest that that's on the show quite often. So let's go, you. man. Let's go, man. Well, that wraps up this edition of Locked On NBA Draft. Now check out Locked On NBA Draft tomorrow. We have another host with another awesome take about the NBA Draft. Again, we have a good team of guys that just bring different perspectives, different thoughts, and different opinions on your favorite prospects. Again, this is Raphael with Locked On NBA Draft. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.